Welcome to Shortcomings, a Sex in the City podcast where we dive into every episode of Sex in the City, the two movies, and of course, and just like that, I am your host, Samantha Bush, and obviously, I'm joined by Chris Lewis. Hi, Chris. Hi. Where are, are you? you? Where am I? Oh, are I moved my desk. Yeah, I moved uh, okay. my desk. It's just a different angle. Is that chair always there behind you? Thrilling stuff for an audio podcast. Yeah, thrill. Not anymore. That's true. Go Not to YouTube. Anymore. Um. Yeah, it was always behind me, but I moved my desk. Like it's on a different angle. Uh, okay. No, makes yeah. more sense now. Yeah. How are you? I'm well. You know, I've been up for what feels like one million hours. Yeah, it's Friday. I mean, I, this week has been the weirdest week of my life. <laughs> this week has been literal hell. Um, yeah. I'm struggling simply to make it. Doesn't feel like Friday. I feel like I'm rolling into a weekend of work and responsibilities. And But we're going to yeah. keep that over there for my therapist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need to unpack all that right now. Yeah, no, I've got a lot of feelings. <laughs> yeah, I just drink, like, way too much coffee. I feel like I'm developing an ulcer. Like, I... I'm fighting for my life. Yeah, I mean, my body's basically a broke-down palace. I don't know when I'm hungry. I go hours without eating, and then I eat uh, everything. Same. Same. And then, and then I'm like, have I? did I eat today? And I'm like, no, I didn't. I know. I have been feeling the exact same way. And Chris has been sending me photos of how he just genuinely feels um, overall. And they've been, they've been interesting. What are you talking about? You mean the photos of Daniel Day-Lewis and Charlie Puth? Ugh. <sighs> Oh yeah, there's a new there's a new one, you know, in the That's just the like repertoire. what my explore page is currently. So that's why you're only getting them on Instagram. It's horrible. I love I him. don't Empty get cups the attraction is the greatest to him. pop song ever. What is it? Empty cups. Empty cups. You know, I've never got my ears on those, but the stranglehold um, that drive back heated and empty cups currently has on my on repeat. You know, and I think people think we're joking when we say we stream drive back. Like, we actually do. It was on my top. going to see her in concert in five weeks. Are you doing a meet and greet? Uh, I'm sure we could wrangle you. Like, I think you need to work on that on the side. Yeah, I'll be like, my friend is the your biggest fan, and he's coming. What day are? What day is the? Um... It's like the last Saturday in October, but I, I'll get you that. So day my birthday. <laughs> yeah, maybe October twenty ninth. <laughs> I think it might be. Yep, that's my birthday. I'll let um, but shout out to any shorties if you're going to see Candace in DC at some strange vineyard venue. Mm-hmm. I'll be there. You'll be there at a high top thing. with the three bottles of wine I ordered to directly to the table. I love it. Oh my god, Barbara. So okay, I don't think I can have my desk here. Um, do you need to because... pause recording? <laughs> no, I mean yeah. Just hang on one second. Oh jeez. Sorry, she's walking on my desk. We're live, baby. This is streaming. I'm sorry. This is new. Normally People are in the guest room. Normally, <laughs> she's in the background. Now right, she was like sitting Are you on my literally desk. going to move your desk or just move the cat? I just moved her. Okay. I'm going to, when I said I have to move the desk, I meant like at a different time. Ah, okay. Um, well, yeah. we're back. Anyway, <laughs> we're back. If we, ever, guys. if we ever even went away, I don't know. That's a production <laughs> decision. So what are you watching this week? What are you up to? How's everything oh in your God. world? 
what I'm watching right now is I'm I'm always like really behind when it comes to like non Bravo shows. Like people will watch something and six months later I'm I'm discovering it for the first time. Um, Only Murders in the Building is a great show. I think it's so cute. It's cozy. It's funny. It's easy. Like it's just a good time. Don't you wish and they'd I'm... written a few jokes? What are you laughing? chuckling like yeah, I, also I would say i'm politely nodding my head when i watch yeah that like i'm like, not oh, you know i see what you did there it's not like vicky gumbleson you know say you know like it doesn't have that type of humor i just um, I, I just wish i was oh, laughing more but yeah. i love you know steve martin is my king i love i was about to call martin him billy short? short but that martin short martin short <laughs> and selena uh, gomez uh, selena gomez is great in it keep an eye out for selena She's much better in season two, I think. Have you gotten there? I know. I'm only on season one, okay. and I really like Season one, it. I thought was good. I think she's fantastic in season two, actually. And maybe it was also I needed to get used to the sound of her voice. Yeah, because you never hear her speak, really. There's just it's always... A, I guess this is true of most people. There's a very large discrepancy between her singing voice and her speaking voice. Well, she whisper sings. I know. I mean, hands to myself right up there with empty cops is one of the great pop songs of my life that song sends me into a feral state like i become an animal popping my pussy on the dance floor when that comes on it's like i don't it comes over me like when she says i mean i could but why would i want to It gets me good. It gets me really good. Um, so I'm really enjoying Only Murders in the Building. I just finished Verity this week, which is a really good book. I'm in my like reader girl era. I don't know if you know, Chris. Um, now, you know, of course, I'm not reading like War and Peace. I'm You're reading like one book a month. <laughs> no, I've actually read two books in the last two weeks. Wow, I'm proud of you. I'm reading I know. a new book called Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. Oh my god, I heard that's really good. It's on my good on like my want to read list. Yeah, I'm not very I'm not super through it. Um, but then I need to put it down because I found the book I was reading that I need to like finish. I have a bad habit of misplacing books, buying a new one, and then I have to pick them back up. Like, wait, where was I with this? Yeah, and then so now I'm starting this new thriller called Flicker in the Dark, and I'm really excited. Yeah, that's not a genre for me, and I'm not really watching anything right now. I feel like I'm still. At, I, mean, I mean, I'm always rewatching Grey's Anatomy one way or another. That's, and Gilmore Girls; those are a constant. Yeah, I stayed up way too late recently watching season fourteen of Gilmore, Grey's Anatomy and sobbing. Oh. oh, yeah. And then watching the last episode and thinking this show is bad and needs to be off the air. So it was a wild ride. Yeah, it's a journey. Grey's Anatomy is, uh, do you think it needs to just be done? Um, given that Ellen Pompeo is appearing in eight of the 22 episodes this season, I think we should, I think she's we should tired. wrap up. She's like, I'm ready to retire. I don't want to do this no, show No, she's anymore. like, you know what? Honestly, I'm just going to go over here and film another show for Hulu. It's like, what are you doing? <gasps> Speaking of filming Uh-oh. a new show, our boy, Milo, that's Miglia. Oh. It's in a new show, a new network show. Did you read the description of this show? I haven't. It um, sounds so dumb. Will I be watching? Absolutely. Anything that Manson, I'm click and play. Although I will say he pushed me with um, This Is Us because I just stopped liking that show after the first season. And I mm. realized something about him. I can get everything I need from him through Google. 
Like, I don't need to watch. He's more of a, he's more of just like an image for you. Like, you yeah, just like, like he's a, look. and I love him when he's working in a role and in a show I like. His strange short appearance on um, season four of Mrs. Maisel, I really enjoyed. And <laughs> what I loved about the creators of This Is Us was in the premiere episode, they knew to get his bare ass. In the, the I think premiere. it was the first thing you saw. It was like, it <laughs> was. And it was like, that's the way to hook people. It caught me, it kept me his for ass. a season and a half. And then I was exactly. like, you know what? I'm not getting enough of his ass. I stopped watching This Is Us after season three. It just like really, uh, the, the characters were really grating on me. And I, was just like okay. Just... I mean, there's only so far the charm of um. Also, I can't Randall look at those actors. Out. I can't look at those actors when they're like old. Like it's crazy. They looked bananas. Well, Mandy Moore yeah, is an old just woman. Like, Let's just throw a cardigan and some gray streaks in Mandy Moore's hair. She's <laughs> eighty. It's like she looks thirty-two. She looks like me, like how I look right now. She like, looks far more beautiful than either of us have ever looked at her old age makeup. I know. I was like, okay, um, but I'm really excited. I'm kind of ready for like network television to come back. If I'm being honest, I think Abbott Elementary is a great example of like the resurgence. I think network comedy could have a resurgence. I'm not sure we're ever going to get like the prime of a network I mean, drama again. That's we been probably lost won't. Since but the days of Desperate Housewives and Lost <gasps> and Grave, like that, that heyday, the chokehold ABC had on me with Brothers and Sisters. I, you know, who I discovered on Brothers and Sisters was the gentleman who would then go on to the Americans. <gasps> Yes. What and is his name? I don't know, but I clocked him back on that show and Ooh. was like, "You, I would do anything to get through that screen and just get to him. Do you remember the first season of Revenge? I never got my eyes on Revenge. Holy shit. It was the best show ever. Like, I loved it. And then as ABC tends to do, it tends oh, to jump clip. the shark. And you're just like, so steep. It's like, what I loved at that period Crazy. of time is that's when we could truly just like an adjective was enough. Revenge, scandal, yes. guilt, deception. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, Matthew Reese. And then there was like, was it Bones on that Bo show? No, Bones, no. Bones it, was no, David Castle. It was Castle. It was Castle. Remember Castle, was Castle. I watched for a bit with um, my beloved Nathan Fillion. It was like, and you know what I loved is that like you could fucking count on them. Every September would come on. Every oh, May, you know, would I end. believe in the September to Ju the September to May schedule. Yeah, these because three years bullshit, off, I can't do it. This bullshit of like, how? Why is it take? Why is it going to take two years to film the new season of The Bear? Like, why? It shouldn't. <laughs> and by the way, The Bear is like six episodes long. Thank you, thank you. That's another thing. Like these episodes, it's only fucking ten episodes long. It's I'm tired. I think I once did the um, math on this. There are more. There are more episodes in the first three seasons of Grey's Anatomy than than the entirety of Insecure. Wow! Because back in Grey's, they were doing they were pumping out twenty six. Oh yeah. I, oh yeah. I don't think people came here to listen to us talk about. They the didn't. But you know what? ABC. I think that we're speaking to a larger um, cultural problem. Yes. And I think people are going to enjoy it. We're like, it's a, better than the weather. Eating those wings. It's better than the weather. Oh, Matt Damon. Yeah. Fuck him. We don't have to get into that. And everyone knows that he's an asshole. If you watch project green light season two team Effie always. I've never watched it. So he has been like protected in my he mind. should have stayed on that. What was that strange movie? Everyone loved. Oh, the Martian. 
Oh, I was thinking the born identity. I was much happier when Jeremy Renner popped in there and took over. Do you remember when Jeremy Renner came out with an app, like a Jeremy Renner app? Uh, to this day, I still haven't been able to figure out what was on that app. I thought it was a website. <laughs> I don't think anyone did. I know. I thought it was maybe just a website where he was like giving tips about how to be like Jeremy Renner. It was crazy. Okay. Anyway, let's get into my favorite episode. What are we of here Sex to discuss? We're here to talk about my favorite episode of Sex in the City. All right. So let's get into it with a little episode synopsis. Carrie and Biggs' affair spirals out of control. Samantha faces some tough realities. Charlotte meets her person, Anthony. And basically, Miranda just wants to fuck a sandwich for a whole episode. And it's hilarious. I don't know about this episode. <laughs> I don't know why you don't know about th- I love this episode. It just... I don't... I don't know. I just There have been lesser episodes that I've had pages of notes on. So when I... And I did write You're also the, having an off week, though. So but no, I mean, I did the outline for this like 10 days ago. And you so really when did. I went to open up the like my notes, I thought there would be a lot of them. I have like five notes and they're written in like large font to take up the page. Mm, okay. Uh, not to say I disliked this episode because I didn't. I'm just surprised there's not for an episode that I was like, oh, this is the culmination of everything that's been coming. Mm-hmm. I was a little like, oh, this is kind of in some ways unmemorable i don't know it didn't i can't believe you're even saying this to me it didn't really hit me now i will say i genuinely love some things in this episode of course but there is a lot i was like what's going on with charlotte what the fuck's going on with miranda what the fuck is the storyline with samantha (laughs) i loved it (laughs) i gotta tell you i was laughing i was like I truly loved so much about this episode, and, and I, I can't wait to talk about it. And I didn't think that the theme, right? So the whole theme of this episode, the, the episode's title, Running With Scissors, this idea of, like, how we stay safe and how we might harm ourselves in relationships mm-hmm. and in life and maybe masochistic tendencies. Is that really throughout all of this episode? I don't think it is. You know... <sighs> Not that I I frequently put on my critical thinking hat. Never seen you in it. <laughs> Gathering a lot of dust. <laughs> but, but this one I really didn't. I was just I was you were fully just purely like immersed myself letting in the it experience. wash over you. I was. I was laughing. Chris, I was having the best time. Right. I really loved it. You know, I was gonna say something really gross. Let's move on. <laughs> I'll right. I'll text you offline. Okay. Could, let's hear the monologue yeah, about this episode. <laughs> Later that night, I got to thinking about safe sex. Odd how only when our physical life is at risk do we follow certain guidelines to protect ourselves. But what about our emotional lives? Wouldn't it be nice if there was a little pamphlet to warn us what unsafe behavior might be high risk to ourselves or our relationships? And even if you take all the precautions and emotionally try to protect yourself, when you crawl in bed with someone... Is sex ever safe? I want to talk about the ending of that. When you crawl in bed, what a strange way to. People say that. That's like a saying, and I've but who never crawls understood into it. their bed. Their I beds don't. aren't like at the like you shouldn't. No, not even babies crawl into their beds. It's, no one's crawling. You might crawl around your bed if you're particularly <laughs> small. 
but you can't crawl into it. You know what this monologue made me think about? A lo- like, I miss a pamphlet. You never see him anymore. Well, I loved a good pamphlet. I know. And, I mean, you we've know, rarely printed the New York a Times. I don't think health pamphlets are going to make it. It's not even a health pamphlet. I just loved – I remember, like, I used – like, for school projects, you would make a pamphlet. Um, I miss that. Not and, a poster board? Well, like, you would have the poster board, but then you would have, like I, – I remember in certain projects, you had to make a pamphlet. It was, like, very important. I have blacked out so much of my formal education <sighs> until college. It's None of my education was formal. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I don't know. Both Detroit and Baltimore City Public Schools. It's a shock <laughs> what we don't know sometimes. It's a shock. Like, to this day, oh. I mean, I'm not to remind the shorties, but I do have to be reminded when Halloween is. And that time of year is coming up. I'm always like, that- it's the second October. It's the second Tuesday in October, right? And that was a shock last year. You're like, why No, is and it's every single year. Costumes. Like, hard-pressed, I honestly couldn't tell you when it is right now. Is it October 20th? 31st? 31st. November 2nd. It's a Monday. It's a Monday. It's always a Monday? My birthday. No, it's always on October 31st. My birthday is on the 29th. But Thanksgiving. The day you're going to see Candy Gal. Thanksgiving is the last Thursday of November. So for some. The third Thursday. The third Thursday. Mm -hmm. See, I like a holiday that's just going to stay put. And I guess in my heart of hearts, I just can't let Halloween stay Halloween, put on the 31st it, it does stay put it's the i know same but in my mind year. it doesn't <laughs> i think it's because you celebrate at different times like as a kid you trick or treat but on but like and that's on the day yeah but then as a as an adult person it's like halloween's gonna come and go depending on when you can celebrate it it's like if it's a thursday and, night we're going out the saturday before we might be putting on costumes i mean i'm throwing like a big halloween slash birthday party because it's my 30th and it's going to be icon themed and everyone has to come dressed as an icon i won't be in attendance nor was i invited nor well, I've no one's been invited yet and also you're going to candy it's, gal it's very soon you need to get invitations out it's august if you anyway. want people to attend i would get a save the date out just an email what's wrong save with you? the date yeah just so it's people get birthday. it on the day you need to get that date. I would get that date on people's books. Okay, I'll I'll whip something up on Canva Pro and just figure it an, out. just an email that says I'm hosting this party. Save the date. Okay. This is the Carrie. This is why no one showed up to Carrie's party. This is why this Carrie's is a dizzy at, Carrie. This is why Carrie's I'm a dizzy party. Carrie. Why they ended up at the wrong restaurant? She was playing fast and loose with rules. If like, anybody invitation. had any questions about why. I'm the Dizzy Carrie. This is exactly why. Why I'm a Charlotte. I'm like, um, that's not that long. And that's not that. It's pretty coming up. Let's get an invitation yeah. out. <laughs> You're like, let's get a formal invite going. Just an email like, to save the date with, like, with more details to follow. word of mouth. <laughs> yeah. It's just by, uh, you know, pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Should we okay. um start with. No, let's start with Miranda, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's Certainly the, the less, the lesser of, um. All these storylines. Yeah. But before we get into her um, incredibly slight storyline, I want to chat about, I think, the same way that they used Samantha last week. We see a mirror of that this week with Mm -hmm. Carrie going to her and admitting that she's sleeping with Big. And so let's hear that and then chat about this scene and how we feel about it in relationship to the Samantha scene. Okay. Okay. 
Okay, I have something to tell you, and you're not going to like it. And believe me, I would rather tell anyone but you, That's but I have first to. when people say that. Okay. Because I need your help. Okay. I'm having an affair with Big. I swear to God, I think my heart just stopped. And also, I'm smoking again. I'm smoking, and I'm sleeping with Big. Feel free to delete me out of your Palm Pilot. Give me one. Really? I think I need it. Oh, you are such a good friend. Don't inhale. Do you hate me? Say you don't hate me. I don't hate you. Thank you. Now, if only I didn't hate me. How long has it been going on? Forever. Actual time? Three weeks. I'm in the middle of this, and I can't... I can't see, so I need you to yank me out of it. What is time? You have to say stuff to yank me out of it. What about Aiden? Yes, exactly. What about Aiden? What about him? I would die if he found out, and... And, and now Big's acting jealous, and I'm so afraid that he's going to call him or do something stupid. He's already threatened to tell Natasha. Well, what did you think would happen? I didn't think. I just did. And now I'm terrified that we've messed it all up, and it can never be what it was supposed to be. It's just, it's just a big, big mess. Okay. Take it easy, okay? I'm just so confused. I mean, does he only want me now because he can't have me? Yes. How do you really feel? Forget about him. What do you want? So I have to, Miranda. Oh, I have to tell you, I do not like this scene. What? I, Go on. I think it lacks all of the kind of, and I, shockingly, because Mer, uh, Cynthia Nixon and SJP are like, have been working together since they were children. I believe them to be close friends. I don't think they have any kind of chemistry in this scene in the way that um, SJP and Oh my, Kim Cattrall have in the last episode. Like, to me, it just feels... I love Cynthia Nixon. It feels like she's play-acting a bit, the way she's smoking the cigarette, the way she's trying... I don't watch Lifetime television for women, which, by the way, Miranda absolutely watches Lifetime. Miranda's got her... She's She would love Love Island. No, like, she's... I mean, she's Miranda, nice. we know she... Like, I can absolutely see her watching all the she movies. She loves trash. I mean, I loved, I loved Lifetime as a kid. I mean, cyber... What's my secret, in? My cyber seduction, when he was addicted to porn. <laughs> um, I watched all of them. Every all single of one of them. Yeah. I don't know. There's just something off, I think, about the chemistry between the two of them. Mm. I think they're better when they're um, hostile mm-hmm. and getting at the truth of something than they are in this scene. It just doesn't feel very um, right. Interesting. I disagree. That's fine. I I just think this scene is so interesting because it isn't like, obviously, the situation she had with Samantha where Samantha was just like, kind of like being kind of cheeky about it and but also supportive and, you know, was like, how was it? Miranda's going to come in a little bit more with like the you just have to stop doing this like and I like that she started smoking a cigarette I thought that that was funny she was you know I don't have a problem with the writing of the scene it's, it's all acting. in the acting I just don't oh, think okay. I think that there's just something they don't feel it just feels like Cynthia Nixon isn't really dropped into Miranda and you could argue that perhaps Miranda is trying Rather than being her usual self, she's trying to perform for perform the dutiful. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be a supportive friend here, but there was just something about the way she smokes the cigarette. It's just, it felt very like um, 
fake Play to acting. me in a way that yeah. Cynthia Nixon's acting almost never feels. It's kind mm-hmm. of like when occasionally in the lunch scenes, she gets into a little bit too much of a like patter, like when she has to say things like, what's up with that? <laughs> Like, she's just, not, like, she can't make, sometimes I'm like, I don't, she's a great actress. I'm not sure she can make truly bad writing, though, go over okay. Right. In I get that. the same way that Kim Cattrall is like, give her a, give her a, she mean, the woman made Lawrence of My Labia work. She can, She's a comedic genius, but we'll get so, to her later. Um, but so, I, I like oh, that ahead. she's supportive, but also is kind of just like, what are you doing? Like, this is not good. Like, she's asking the right questions. She's making Carrie say things out loud, which I think is really important. Um, oh, I just love, I mean, I loved it. What I do appreciate about the scene in terms of the writing mm-hmm. is that Carrie is almost entirely focused on big. And she even says, and I'm worried it'll never be able to be what it's supposed to be. And she's talking about she herself and big, not herself and Aiden. And I think more than anything, rewatching this episode, and we'll break this down a little bit later, is I feel like I, as a kid, I remember her agonizing more about this and really wanting to be with Aiden. And I'm not sure that that's the case, but we'll get there a little bit later agree with you like I remember watching this episode a lot a long time ago and feeling very different like remembering it a little different remembering her feelings differently um but yeah she, and maybe we're just in a post and just like that world our like hearts have not been broken a open. Fuck. yeah um, she's not giving a fuck about Aiden but let's get into Miranda walking down the street <laughs> walking past the blimpies which a lot of blimpies work in this episode just a, a lot, lot of blimpies promote did blimpies pay for this a big ass sandwich just turns to her and says eat me now i think we have talked about this before okay but <laughs> if a straight man and no of course he is a sandwich so that is why he is saying he is me. a sandwich he, mm-hmm. he, he, the way she takes it though is if it's inherently sexual but what is this man referring to he's talking about eating his ass right like yeah. when miranda's conjuring what she which we know miranda you know she'll get down there she, she's a bottom she feeder the you know yeah not a bottom feeder <laughs> you know from wap if he eat my ass he's a bottom feeder i know but just hearing it was it's like my eyes are watering. <laughs> it once um, again, we record this at eleven AM. It is not yet noon. And yeah. I've used the phrase bottom feeder. Yeah, correct. <laughs> correct. We're literally drinking our coffee talking about this. Okay. Continue. So that's kind of where Miranda is. So she's thinking about eating this guy's ass. She's thinking about eating this guy's ass. And I mean, he is saying it sexually. I know, but if a man said to me, I just feel like I'd be like, okay, he's a sandwich. I have to go. Like but she's but Miranda's horned up. Steve is Steve's not Steve's gone. Um George from the last sex. episode is not he's uh fucking every which way on the phone. Mm-hmm. And so after Eat Me, Eat Me Twice, she goes in and reports him. I really liked the um manager. I don't know. I loved his energy. He had great energy. I Lady, agree. He's a sandwich. Like, like you he's like, out of you're here? fucking crazy. <laughs> Allow me a quick sidebar related to the view. The view. Yeah. So, oh, the view. The view. Yeah. So during and just like that press, <laughs> Cynthia Nixon did. Um, she did the view, 
And okay. that day, Laverne Cox was on the show. Uh-huh. And she was, and she and Anna Navarro, and I believe Sonny Hostin were having kind of um, a who's the bigger fan off. Uh-huh. And Laverne pointed to this episode and looked directly at Cynthia Nixon and said, Miranda was kind of the original Carrie, right? I'm sorry, the original, Miranda was kind of the original Karen, reporting that sandwich to his manager. <gasps> Cynthia Nixon, she gagged her a little bit because she was like, uh-oh. <laughs> And I was like, what a strange take on this storyline to look at strange. it from the sandwich. I was like, Laverne is really centering the sandwich in this storyline. Yeah. Who, wow. by the way, ultimately is a white man. <laughs> yeah, as he reveals. Um, but I just always love that moment because Cynthia was not expecting to be called a Karen. <laughs> no, but she was kind of acting like a... So she went she in, like, she tells yeah. on him, I appreciate the manager's energy. And she starts to have feelings for this sandwich. I don't know. And then, the then let's just wrap this up quickly. Him, the way she's talking about him with Carrie was like, she was like, I'm loving him. Like, she was all about the sandwich. I mean, he does have a sexy voice. What I love about the scene with Carrie and Miranda when they're on the phone is Carrie, look, it, she's sitting at the window smoking. And uh-huh. at one point, something happens on the street, and Sarah Jessica Parker looks at whatever's happening, but doesn't break the scene. Mm-hmm. And it's um, it just adds kind of to the liveliness of it that makes it feel more real. Yeah, in a way that I really appreciated that moment. And then she goes up to the sandwich and is just like, "Look, dude, take off your fucking mask. Like, I need to see you." <laughs> what did you she's think like, of him? When but, he- okay, but the way she says it, she's like, "Let me see your face." And like, he takes it off and he smiles. He's great. He's cute. He looked like someone I would have been into when I was 19. Yeah, exactly. He's probably 21. Yeah, but Miranda's 32 at this point. I just was surprised she thought he was cute because he was so boyish. Yeah, but she also liked Steve. I, so maybe well, that's her type. <laughs> I, I, I can't even get into Steve. One of the great <laughs> glories of this episode is we don't have to discuss him. There's no Steve. Yeah, sorry. Um, so, you know, she's, she decides to walk away. I do like the um, beat of, what did they have in common? After all, she was a lawyer and he was a sandwich. There's just something so dumb about that. I and love again, it. just thinking about reading Carrie's column, I'm like, who is reading this? Oh. <laughs> no the, I guess us is the people spend dedicating our lives um, to talking about this stupid show. Yeah, literally. Let's get into Samantha. Okay. So Samantha Thank meets you. Tom Raimi. What'd you think of Tom right up top? Hot. Uh, yeah. Hot. He was the first man we've had on this show since Capote Duncan. He was And I would have liked to call man. back to it just being Capote Duncan. Let him but go. Of course, like, Samantha, at least, go. But of course Samantha and Capote have already fucked. Right. Um, um but I like him back in season two of and just like that. I don't know what now that's a man who could fuck Seema. That would be a great callback. And just as an aside, I have heard from several people that um they were disgusted with you saying that Aiden and Seema should date. And I wanted to confront you afresh. Did I say that? Yeah, you did. In our little um emergency pod. I said people were like, Is she okay? I was like, No, she (laughs) Clearly. 
I forget that like people listen to this. You know, I believe that we're just shooting this in outer space and no one ever hears it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get back to Tom Raimi. Uh, yeah. So he's hot. positioned as kind of a male Samantha. Mm-hmm. What I did not appreciate about Tom is not asking this question before they go back to his place. So they're kissing, they're making out, they're ready to fuck. And it's truly like he's lit- almost unzipping his pants and entering her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you ever done an AIDS test? And she's like, what? Huh? <laughs> no? And so we learned that Samantha doesn't take her sexual health seriously, which I don't actually like. And I don't think is true. I think she I mean, I guess it is true. Seriously, but to the extent of, like, getting tested, maybe not. Like, I think she's all about maybe, like, I don't know. But I... But no, we know she to... isn't, right? Because at the lunch scene, they're like, when she says, I always practice safe sex, the women look at her like, bitch... <laughs> that's one of my favorite scenes like this lunch scene is so funny to me because they're trying to help charlotte pick out wedding dresses and she's like samantha we are trying to pick up my wedding dress can we not talk about aids right now I and did it's appreciate- so Kirsten funny Kirsten davis that i mean that's my favorite line reading of the episode it's so funny and it just really gets me because it's like so charlotte Oh, I just love her. And it's a nice, um, it's a nice way to distract from having to probably learn that Charlotte also hasn't gotten an AIDS test. Oh, Charlotte most definitely has not. Right. I, I so I appreciate that you get the kind of um closeness of Carrie and Miranda, both who've done it, but like mm-hmm. for very different reasons. Charlotte mm-hmm. and Samantha are not taking care of that. And what I want to mm-hmm. say to the ladies listening. Mm-hmm. Be careful with these men out there. If you're a single lady dating, I've had many straight male friends, none of whom will ever listen to this podcast. They're not getting tested ever. No. Ever. No man, no heterosexual man is taking their sexual, their sexual health seriously, much like Samantha. So put something on them because they're not getting tested as much as they should be. And they're mm. fucking every which way. Yes, they are. Disgusting. So uh, <laughs> Samantha goes to get tested, and um, it's one of the great Kim Cattrall scenes. Let's. let's oh yeah. Is. Yeah. <laughs> Have you had an HIV test before? No. And why are you taking this test? I feel. You know, it's. Um... Are you feeling all right? I'm sorry. I'm. I'm really nervous. Try to relax. There's just a couple of routine questions, nothing to be alarmed about. (sighs) Okay. Thanks. Now, do you have sex? Yes. Do you have oral sex? Give, receive? Yes. Yes, yes. Do you have anal sex? Yes. Pause. Yes. Do you swallow? (laughs) Only when surprised. Do you use condoms? And I love the ladies' kind of smile they are. What kind of condoms? Trojan, lifestyles, chic, wet and wild. No, I meant uh, latex. Wet and wild. Oh, yes. Yes. How many sexual partners have you had? I'm counting. Um, now, I'm surprised I don't year? see this used as a meme more, her face here. Yeah. Very memeable. A great scene. I mean, she's so funny there, and I love this. I love this actress playing this. The doctor. I mean, she's a star. Get her. Get her on Grace. Get her on. Get her on, and just like that, and just I want to get to what's what on everybody's sexual health, and then just like that, get that woman in there. I want to get on Chase's sexual health. 
Chase, I we got to sit down with um, you know what? And Carrie's gonna fuck. What's his name? Sebastian. What's the hot podcast director? Kevin. No, the podcast guy. Isn't his name Kevin? Keith. Oh my. Franklin. Franklin with a Y. (laughs) Yes, I thought his name was Keith. Am I okay? I thought it was Sebastian. (laughs) We're idiots. Okay, so ultimately, getting back to you know, this <laughs> yeah, show, well, sorry about the just want to talk about it just like that. Um, <sighs> ultimately, she finds right that she does not have it. She passes mm-hmm. out. I don't I love that the woman feels the need to lecture her and talk about safe sex. Samantha's fine. Well, she said like she's using protection. You know. Yeah, I just didn't understand that like whole thing. But it's a nice little visual gag. Mm. She passes out. um, And ultimately, she has sex with Tom and his swing. And they fall to the ground and I'm sure keep going. What did you think of his swing? Have you ever swung? No. No. I think when, to me, I don't think it's sexy when things get like complicated like that. Like, I'm just not someone, like, I wouldn't feel, like, sexy in a swing. I'd be, like, I would have a lot of, like, out-of-body experiences of, like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, So you're not confident sexually? (laughs) No. (laughs) Drag me to hell. Um, It's not that. It's just, like, to me, that's just, like, a lot of work. And I don't find the, I don't think. I don't think know that it is that much work, work, isn't it? I think just gravity is doing most me, of the work. For me, it's, it's like being in the swing. I just wouldn't find it sexy. I guess I don't know how you get the original momentum. Is there That's a third I, person there pushing them? Oh, I, I think I guess you're, pull, you're pushing off, off from your, you're yes. lifting <laughs> off and then just hoping it all works. To me, it's like not hot. Like anything I just don't that... know that my wall, my simply my walls in my home are bearing enough to like, I I feel like I bring this house down. I don't think new construction can hold um, yeah. swings. Old construction. I feel like you've really got to get like the 70s when they were Pre, pre-war buildings. Homes. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get a pre-war. Because something's not right, but I, I don't know. I, I well, I mean, really... your house is simply <laughs> it's simply falling apart at the seams over here. Like, never not. I've got 19 construction workers. I can't get to my job, basically, because I'm always dealing with an eight-hour window of, like, they'll we'll be there between 5 a.m. and midnight. <laughs> They're always like, we'll be there between 8 a.m. and about 7.30 p.m. I'm like... And I'm like, at least I will say that they're like, we'll give you a 30 minute, thirty to 45 minute call before we get there. That's, and basically you that. can get anywhere in Baltimore that quickly. So I can yeah. leave, but I'm like... But still, still anyway. What were we talking her. about? Oh, She's in a swing, they're day. fucking, they fall. <laughs> End of the Let's get into Charlie. Um, who has an equally silly storyline. Yeah. Um, she's just looking for a wedding dress. But we are introduced for the first time to a king. To Anthony. Anthony Marantino. Yeah. So let's hear a little bit about the hear a little bit of Anthony. And then really, let's just chat about him and get into Carrie. Yeah, I'm ready to talk about Anthony. Go, 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 go. Oh, I love them all. Sure. Duchess satin with the lace applique. I think the white is too white. No, but with your skin tone, it hates it. Move on. <laughs> the char moves strapless with the net overlay. Hates it. Good bead work, though. None of these are red. None of them at all. None of them. You're dragging. 
she isn't big of a bitch. She's not paid to think. She's paid to make you happy. It's just that I've been imagining my wedding dress ever since I was a little girl, and I want it to be just perfect. Char, not for nothing. I've done this a million times. Don't worry. You'll know the right dress when you see it. I loved the scene. Love this scene. And I've never felt more represented by having the two of them sitting there. It was like the two sides of my brain. No, get the fuck out. I was truly about to say, like when I was watching it and just now, I was like, if these two had a baby, it would be Chris. (laughs) Like it. It's literally your two personalities. Stuffy, wants everything right, kind of a people pleaser, but then ultimately frustrated and like, actually just like, let's go. Yeah. I can't deal with this anymore. Yeah. uh, It was truly like watching you. Can you, how many episodes of Sex and the City do you think Anthony was in? Oh, Hmm. not that many. Only 12. He has such a presence. An impact. I didn't even realize we were waiting this long to get to him. I, that's shocked. Like, I'm actually really shocked. And of course, both of the movies. And now he's a main character and just like that. He's got his bread business. Yeah. Hot boy fact bread factory. What was it called? Hot boy baking. Doughboys. I think that it was had the word hot in there because I don't think it I definitely could, wasn't Doughboys. Doughboys would group. connote the exact opposite of what Doughboys, he was going for. Doughboys, Doughboys is what my bread factory is going to be called, where I deliver all the bread. <laughs> and they just no, roll my holy ass a, down the street. Was a rap group. You know, I was going to say something, but I don't want to. I don't want to start a podcast fight. Oh, nice. Oh, again, another comment we'll talk about offline. Okay. You need to remember, because are you even going to remember to tell me any of this? No, this one I will, and because it was like, oh, it's not good. Um, What's not good? I'll tell you later. Sorry. Am I going to get in trouble for, by the, with the listeners? No, 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 no. <gasps> okay. Something that I, I'm glad I didn't say. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and I was again, like, I wonderful can't. wonderful content to live just us saying, like, talk about it later. Yeah. <laughs> But I love Anthony so much. I, mm. I mean, I think it's very base and right, like it's very um, simplistic storytelling to just say mm. the best way to give Charlotte someone to hang out with outside of the girls is for it to be the polar opposite of her. But damn it, if it doesn't work, mm-hmm. they have charming. They seem almost incredibly close. I love that he's already calling her Char. I do too. It's so great. I I'm struggling to remember when we'll see him next. Because it'll be interesting just to see, I guess, at the wedding. Yeah, I, I think at really the wedding. I can't really remember him in any episode. Like, the next time I kind of remember him, they're already close friends. Right. I feel like, like... I don't really see him again until, like, next season. And they're just, like, walking down the street talking about, like, Trey won't fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, her depressed vagina. Yeah. Yeah. Bulbadinia. Mm-hmm. Bulbawatia. Very yeah, I just love annoying. him. He what's he, that um... thing we were gonna put in? Oh, Carrie, stop! <laughs> um, oh, love it. I, yeah, I just love Anthony, and I think that Mario Cantone is so great. I listened to an interview though with him recently, and he said the person he was closest to on the set during the time was Kim Cattrall, and that actually he wasn't very close to Kristen because she didn't she didn't live in New York. So they would film and then she'd go away to LA oh. and that he was very close to Kim during that time. 
but then he wouldn't go a little bit he wouldn't go any further and i was yeah. sad about that and honestly maybe we need to get mario on this podcast and just get to what's what yeah we'll be like listen buddy if i get cut to well the if i can get a dm back from you know who and don't say who asher <laughs> that fuckhead then i can he get... will not be on the podcast no 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 i blocked him oh <laughs> okay he had to go girl yeah chris he you loved asher i'm and, done uh, yeah you're done you've ended that should we get into the heart of the matter yeah, please. 46 because minutes we spent in. 50 minutes talking about three storylines that could have been done in one minute. <laughs> yeah. I'm so telling you, op- this episode's really good. <laughs> so we open with one of my favorite openings of a Sex and the City episode the oh. montage of their affair and the slow devolving into just madness madness and i relate to her so hard when she's like hot and she's like get the fuck off me i do i I love the opening um the best of times and the worst of times he must have been having an affair with his married ex-boyfriend i just think that's um actually like i'm like i would read that column yeah um i think i think they look i just love how hot they look at the beginning and then just by the end yeah they're sweaty no i don't really understand why they have to be in this shitty hotel i think because they've gone to all the good ones but just go back if in some ways it's like once you find a nice hotel that works just keep going there she doesn't they don't want to keep going to the same place but i don't know why i don't know why to for it to have fallen down and hit every branch on the way down to that shit hotel where they were eating, drinking Rolling Rock and eating cheese crackers, looking Ugh. like me when I watched the Mayor of Easttown finale, just ready, <laughs> drinking. Ro- Never forget when I post made a Rolling Rock to my home at eight a.m. and the delivery fee was more than the beer. That's hilarious. Um, but oh. you know, we don't exalt Chris Noth in this um, podcast, but I do want to admit something that. I believe the beginning of shortcomings was me watching this very episode and texting you a picture of Chris Noth and Sarah Jessica Parker in that bed and saying, I can achieve all through all things through the power of Chris Noth's thighs. That is how this podcast began. And that is the origin story of this podcast. Yes. <laughs> that is how it started. And a lot has come to, you know, come to bear and come to pass. Come to light. Mm-hmm. But I love a thick thigh, and that's all. <laughs> I just love this, like when he's like, "What are you gonna do? Go back to your boyfriend?" It's like, no, oh no, no, no! It's even more cutting. You're saving it for your boyfriend. Oh, you're saving it, which is even like more like. Nastier. First of all, sex isn't something you say. It's like she can do it with you and him, and it's like, saving she, it. It's she has been doing that. I, I I appreciate though, and not to, then to move a little bit forward, right? Her, I don't know, is she sleeping with Aiden? She seems disgusted by his touch. Disgusted. It's kind of the first time that I thought about like there is a world in which actually, and it's never textually said that she hasn't been sleeping with Aiden. Yeah, because she's sickened by him. And who wouldn't be? Mm. <laughs> you sound like a broken radiator. Get the fuck out of my house. She's like, she's like, you're making that noise. And he's like, you liked when I made that you like noise. You like my noise. You know what made me truly my stomach turn is when he pouts and walks away and then just pees at the door open. 
You, now, I'm going to say something shocking here. Not what? to defend Aiden, but there are times where the camera will show how like large he is. He's huge. And that I find very alluring. I hate him and his hair, but I like a tall. I like you a tall, like his structure. Yeah, I, not now. Once the camera pans up and I see that like disgusting face, that gross hair, those necklaces, those earrings. <laughs> that, uh, but you appreciate his. I form. saw about a. I think I saw a toe ring on that guy. I saw a toe, toe ring. <laughs> a lot of accessories on Aiden. He's got an anklet. I saw an anklet. I saw a handana like that Maroon Five video. I saw every which way. I saw a crown. <laughs> I, saw, uh, I saw not. I saw a pinky ring. I saw everything. I, everything. <laughs> He's like devastated that she does not want to kiss him. And I don't know if you've ever been in a relationship before where you reach that point where you truly are sick. Well, would you like to share your story? Hmm. Which mm-hmm. story? Should I make my noise? Mm-hmm. Which story? When the the kiss of a man made you vomit. <gasps> Did it happen? <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, so quick sidebar. This has happened to me where there was a man who like had liked me for a long time and we, you know, had a You're Logan Huntsberger. Yes, my Logan Huntsberger. There's enough reason and to I was right like, there. I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this a shot. Like, let's try to, like, go on, like, a date. Like, let's see. Like, you know. And um, he started kissing me, and I physically had to remove myself to go throw up after. And that's tough. Because you know? the, 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 I couldn't kiss him. Like, it, he's a great guy. Hope he's not listening to this. Doubt he is. Um but yeah, never. And if never you are listening, um, come on the pod. We'd love to do a thirty-minute like <laughs> hit rec- hit a timer and just get to what's what. Which girl does he think he is? What's his yeah. favorite app? Yeah. Oh, he's the- he's definitely a Charlotte. How dare you? <laughs> and I'm sure, by the way, me and this guy will get along really well. Like, oh, he's oh, a great guy. Yeah. 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 Like a, sounds like a prince. Okay, I wouldn't go that far. So. We got to talk about, you know, they're meeting at another hotel and Carrie's propositioned as a prostitute. This is a nice callback to when she's waiting. It could be. It could be a compliment. (laughs) Why are you so funny today? Like, you always are funny, but today, like, you're really getting me good. Um, But... It's a nice callback to when in the I believe it's the first season when she wants a key to his apartment. Yes. And she says, I look like a hooker. Yeah. And I believe both there and here, she goes out of her way to say Japanese businessman. Now, I would hope that that actor and the character are actually Japanese. We don't know that. Don't know. It doesn't. It just seemed unnecessary. I mm-hmm. didn't like it. Um but I like the idea that they're linking these two things. For a moment, I thought we were actually in Big's building. Oh. But we're in that shitty apartment, and Carrie freaks out, and she runs on, out into the street, and they see Charlotte. <sighs> now, before we get 
into the fallout. One thing that I really like about this uh, moment mm-hmm. is that at the beginning of the episode, she says that um, they're basically meeting at 56th and 8th, which is about the theater district in New York. And then Charlotte is doing her tailoring for her dress there, which there are tailors in that district. And so the whole point, I love this whole circular need that the whole reason we're doing Charlotte's story, that they went out of their way to justify why Charlotte would be there when it could have just been like, hey, she was walking down the street and ran into her. Yeah. Um, But it's also a nice um, reference or at least allusion to, because isn't it, I believe, in season two when she starts sleeping with Big again, she runs into Miranda and she asks, like, why are you dressed so um, nicely? But I really love the scene between Charlotte and Carrie. Mm -hmm. So let's hear that and then we'll finish this out, the story. It was a force bigger than me, like Niagara Falls or something, you know? No, I don't know. He's married. I know he's married. That makes you the other woman. You're the other woman. I am not the other woman. I'm not. I mean, I know I am, but I am not that woman. Please, Charlotte. I feel bad enough already. Good. You should feel bad. Do you ever think about how she'd feel if she found out? Yes, I think about it all the time. No, you don't. You don't. You think about what would happen to you if she found out. You don't think about her. She's just the idiot wife. You don't know anything about her. Okay, in a minute, I'm going to suffocate myself in this bubble wrap. This isn't a joke, Carrie. They took vows. Vows he broke. I'm getting married in three weeks. How would you feel if someone did this to me? I would kill them. How could you do this? I mean, you're my maid of honor. I'm getting out. I am. Can I please help you pack now? So we stood and bubble wrapped the bride to be and her maid of dishonor. Maid of dishonor. Thank God someone's saying something. Charlotte read her for filth. Charlotte? Up, down. Dragged. We've never seen Carrie since. <laughs> Charlotte dragged her read her and politely oh didn't raise her voice didn't swear at her just was and like it was it had a little yeah. protestant shame in there major it was perfect it was perfect it's what carrie fucking needed i was sick of these people being like you know it's okay girl do you yeah yeah girl? she was like she's like this is really wrong and you're only thinking about yourself you don't give a fuck about natasha and it's true no, you know, of course, what it was giving me what? feelings of. What? He's not He's not her dean. He's my dean. <gasps> You're the other woman. It is so Lorelai and Rory at the end of season four, after sleeping with Dean, there's me, even the conversation of the, like, I'm not the other woman. Yes, you are. Whoa. And go back, and the most devastating line in that scene is when Rory says, he took the ring off, and Lorelai <gasps> just goes, oh, my God. Lorelai was like, I can't believe I raised this fucking hooker. <laughs> Whoa. So, and there's wow. another um, kind of weird connection to one of my other favorite shows in a bit. But I, I think this is a all-time great scene of Sex and the City, great. one of the ones that I always think about when I think of the show. But that is not enough, and Big and Carrie fuck at his apartment. Yeah, it's like, it gets worse. 
after this one conversation. Of things, one of the things that I love about this, but also be so interested to see a show the other side of it, I think it is such an interesting choice that the show chooses to never explain how they get into these situations. We're always seeing the aftermath. Mm-hmm. After the after the original bar elevator to the hotel room, we never figure, we always are falling on them, like figuring it out. Like at one point at the beginning of the episode, Carrie says, you can't keep changing the time. We're not even sure how they're communicating. I know. Because I was thinking this is that. before texting. I can't picture, we know Carrie doesn't know how to email at this point or maybe no. ever. And so I'm like, are they calling each other? Are they like, I don't, are they setting it up like, before At they each leave. time. Right. But then she says, you can't keep changing the time. Yeah. So, like, how are they reaching one another? So, say she left. It's like, you just never are quite sure how it's all the mechanics of it. Mm-hmm. So, we're only left with kind of the dewy aftermath of their sex or the guilt. It's mm-hmm. You're almost not getting the charm of <clears throat> Carrie and Big. Yeah. Which I don't think you're supposed to. No, I think it's a good, I think it actually works really well. Although the part of me that always wants to see more is like, what is it like for them when they're setting it up? Is Aiden sitting there and big calls two times and then hangs up and then calls a third? Like, how are they all making this work? Yeah. Are they working through that assistant we see and then just like that? Is she setting it up? Oh. She did seem to really like Carrie. Yeah. (laughs) She was like, well, remember, I did facilitate your affair. Yeah. (laughs) That scheduling, that was me. Yeah. But she admits she can't do it anymore. And he threatens to tell Natasha, Carrie freaks. And again, I just think that they are both really great in this moment. She seems so small and, Mm -hmm. and yet is controlling him. And there is something just so fun about seeing big completely kind of out of control of Mm -hmm. how this whole affair is working and unsure of how she feels, how far he can push her. And yet clearly also like, I don't want to tell Natasha. Yeah. Like he really doesn't. (laughs) What did you think of him saying, all right, stay here and let yourself out. I thought like, that's not how affairs works. (laughs) Like you got, this is like a relationship. You got to get your strange out the door. Like you don't let them like, I think he felt like so confident that Natasha wouldn't come home. And I know one thing I also love about that scene is that they use the phone really well to make you so sure that Natasha isn't available. Like the phone becomes representative of Natasha and the threat of her. And so it's so clear. It's like you, I like, I was very tense and even knowing like, Oh, she's coming back. Mm Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my stressful. God, is he gonna call is he going to call her? I know. It's and stressful. so it lures you into this sense of like, well, she's safe until mm-hmm. that fucking door opens. Mm. Well, she's like looking around and she's like, I actually don't know this woman. Which by like, the way, I Carrie, know. get the fuck out. You're sleeping yeah, with like, a married she's like, man. He's eating his food. Like I been so gross. I back like remember when she was at Tweety Bird's apartment trying to find go through his box? Oh my god! And she had the knife, and she was, <laughs> she was yeah, and eight he was things like, in her hand. She was like, he's like, can you please get the fuck out of my house, a king? But anyway. Natasha comes in, and Carrie tries to sneak out of the back, a door that I have never seen before in that apartment. Never. It was like it was. It magically appeared. It was like the bridge to Narnia. It was the bridge. The, you're thinking of the bridge to Terabithia. Oh, that sad story. The um, door to Narnia. Or the whatever door to the Narnia. The, the wardrobe. Not the bridge. Not the bridge. 
<laughs> just ignore me. Um, he, he would carry well, Winch like down that rabbit hole to Harry Potter. Food. Yeah, she was. She went through. Was that? It's a lot. Okay. Anyway, and Natasha is like, I know it's you. She sees her. I see you, Carrie. I knew I you were shocked. having an affair, but not in my house. And then she smacks her little head on the pavement to quote Devil Wears Prada. Looks up, tooth bleeding. I was so disgusted. I'd forgotten that usually I fast forward through this because I just can't deal it's with the so like, painful stress. But it also just stresses me out. It's so stressful. It's so painful to watch. Like, I feel so bad for Natasha in this moment. Like, you're getting the confirmation that your husband is having an affair. And then you lose a fucking tooth in the process. But please, I want everyone to go and look at the brilliant comedy of how Natasha locks Carrie out of the cab. So Carrie has to get into the front seat. It's perfect. That little hit on the lock. She's like, like fuck no, no don't bitch. Come in here. And then, by the way, so Carrie's already told the cab where to go. It's not like Natasha can't walk. Why she gets in that cab, I don't know. I would not. I would be like, this woman does not want me around. There is no worse place but I could possibly be. Carrie's dizzy as hell. She doesn't realize that. I would. She like, doesn't understand. Like, it's not like she broke her leg. Like, it almost feels like that would have been a better choice for them to make because it would have meant it would have like forced her to be stuck like she can't move yeah. and needs carry <clears throat> look losing a tooth isn't bad but it's like she's gonna well, be we're fine coming. we're she gonna get walk. one of my favorite moments in the show where she's like this tooth is always gonna be a different color than this tooth <laughs> it's one of my faves i mean it's a great scene anyway. but then carrie is hanging out for some reason she also after figuring out that Natasha's parents have been called, Big, she knows, is on his way. She waits. Mm. Dizzy. And it is an amazing scene. The affair is finally over, and she says, it's over. So over. So Which over. is giving Big Meredith Grey season three vibes when she says to Derek at Christina and Burke's wedding, it's over. So over. We need a new word for over. It's good. It's a great end. But what I always forget about, maybe for the first time, always only notice this time, they still leave a lingering moment of Big's charm. He, there's a slight smile that he gives her right before she turns around and leaves when she kind of puts her arms up. And it's half, you could read it as him trying to seduce her and keep her. Mm-hmm. but half also like that's who this man is like the, she's always going to see that one little twinkle of what could be as she heads out of that hell hole of a situation oh and i mean my friend lost her tooth by falling face forward on the pavement and it is it's painful it's serious yeah i mean never forget the biggest fight we've ever gotten onto this show was when you said natasha was being cold to carry I was like, this woman, Natasha owes her literally nothing. <laughs> Natasha, Natasha has been terrorized for this by this woman for the greater part of thirty years. That was truly the biggest fight we've ever gotten into, and it made your Over point Natasha. still to me makes no sense. <laughs> but before we um, wrap up, I recently went to see uh, the revival of Into the Woods, uh, starring Sarah Bareilles, Gavin Creel, Patina Miller. It's amazing. Brian Darcy mm-hmm. James, my spotlight king. And I suggest everyone go and see it. But 
one line from Into the Woods I kept thinking about while watching this and why not to again defend affairs. Oh. But I did, I do think this line, and I'm going to read it. Just remembering you had an and when you're back to or makes the or mean more than it did before. That idea that you can, there's, when you have, we live in an or world, you have to have this or that. And sometimes having two things in and, I have big and Aiden, can help clarify what you actually want. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think that's what's going on here because Carrie gets home and she seems truly disgusted to see Aiden. And why is he in her home? Because he fucking refinishes the floors for her. But she doesn't. She opens the door into shock. Why is he just sitting there? And he says, where have you been all day? Has he just, did he let himself into her house and is just sitting there waiting for her to come home? Go do something. <laughs> I think he thinks that like Carrie's that's... got a fucking day. Like Carrie, Carrie looks like shit. He's been fucked every which way by Big in his wife's bed. She yeah, had to she was run in the hospital. She had to go to the hospital, break up with her boyfriend, and she's like, "I was at the museum." And then I just went I'm like for looking a walk. like that. Hmm. And looking like that. You can go to the museum in any which way you want, <laughs> but she I just felt crazy. like she's been through it. To come home and see that log sitting in your like <laughs> home, I would be so upset. Get out. <laughs> yeah. And I guess this good. is just like how relationships used to work before texting. So if you wanted to see, he has the key to her apartment mm-hmm. and he wanted to see her. So he let himself in and waited there. Yeah, maybe they had plans later. Disgusting. No, she did not have plans with him. <laughs> she did. Because she genuinely looks like, oh, fuck me. Like, now I got I mean, that is truly the worst. Like, when you've just, like, you just need to fucking unwind. And, like, you come home and, like, your cat threw up on the floor. And you're just like, God fucking damn I it. once came home Aiden from is literally, like. Barb throwing up. <laughs> yeah. He's just cat He's vomit. The human at the end of the day. <laughs> He's the human equivalent of Barb's throw up. I mean, I came home once after a 16-hour work day, and dear friends from out of town were in my living room. And I burst into tears and just said, like, I don't want to see you all. They were like, Chris, hang on. I was like, this is is my literal nightmare. It's like coming home after a really long day of work, and you've had that left, you've had those leftovers in the fridge, and you're like, all day you've been thinking about him, and you've been thinking about him, and you get home, and they're just a fit of And your roommate ate him. Oh, I was going to say I ate them last night just like while I was on like two Xanax. That's happened to me. And I went in, I threw a fit. I was like, this food is not yours. Do not touch my things. I went full only child rampage. And guess what? They never did that again. That's good. But that's who Aiden is. I don't know. He is. He's the roommate that eats your leftovers. And um... she's tired of him. And his kiss sounds. (sighs) Like, also, don't do that. It's also, yeah, like, not a thing. No one just makes noises while they kiss. Or or if you do, Bless. keep your mouth away from me. Yeah. <laughs> don't kiss us. Um, But she declares that she's finally made it home. I have to say about this whole storyline, and one thing I've just kind of forgotten, they, 
I don't feel that bad for Aiden. And also, I don't think that they've done a good enough job no. of making Aiden seem like a great alternative that this that she should be with. Like, she doesn't seem to like him. No, they, they make you feel bad for Natasha. But the same thing is happening to Aiden. But you, at the Do, same time, just don't feel the same. She doesn't seem to like him that much. No, she hates him. She hates his guts. I don't know. I feel like we all, when we think of Aiden, we're remembering, and I don't even like him in season four. Um, but I think I we're think remembering people, that guy. I think they're remembering him there and mapping it on to him here. But right now, Aiden is kind of nothing. Like the end of this, he, she walked in and when he was there and she said she had to go wash her face, I thought about like, oh, what's this for him? And I just kind of was like, I don't really even care. You're yeah. right, but you think about Natasha far more than you think about Aiden. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because it's like, well, shouldn't we be thinking about Aiden? It's just, I don't know. Well, I mean, Carrie said it best herself. Him. Carrie said it best herself. She's like, what about Aiden? <laughs> and? And as she'll say to um, the hot guy from that show on that island, he's tall. He's tall. What's the, he's what tall. was that show called? With um your home, the... The girly with the big breasts and Connie Britton. Do, do, do. The White Lotus. Uh, oh, Sydney Sweeney? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, the girl with the big breasts. The girl with the Ugh, big Hollywood. breasts and As Connie As her grandparents Britton. put it, the best tits in Hollywood. Disgusting. What did you think of the fashion in this episode? Don't recall a single look. <laughs> I thought Carrie looked really... I loved her black jacket at aviator look when she... The first thing she's wearing in the episode. And then she takes it off and she's actually wearing a, like a sheer top and jeans underneath of it. So it's like everything I like about Carrie. It's giving the like bigger Simple. fashion moment, but then it's just mm -hmm. casual underneath. So that was probably my favorite. And then other than that, I thought, oh, actually, I thought Charlotte looked really nice and just a white top and jeans when they're packing. You really love a simple look. In terms of the men, we had Aiden, Big, Anthony, Tom, and the sandwich. Who are you going with? Sandwich. I'm going with Anthony. Great to see him. He looked beautiful. I was very into his energy. And I'm excited to finally have, like, some comedy in the show like just like the, a, a joke machine the sandwich for me just had a quiet confidence a boyish charm i was he I was, was down giving tag what was tag's name on this show the bisexual he's tag on friends eddie eddie the bisexual i think was his I, name oh the he looked to me like boy, um, girl boy girl yeah he looked to me like that tag yeah. from friends yeah he had that floppy hair he's yeah cute and I guess um I'm sorry I can't don't hate me. I think this is um an underwhelming ending to the affair. I I just I wish that the the, the stuff around Carrie and Big was a little bit better. Wow. Like I I I just wish like can't we give Miranda something more than she wants to fuck a sandwich? And yet that sandwich storyline takes up a lot of real estate. Those scenes aren't short. I'm speechless. I'm sorry I can't don't hate me. I just wish there was um a little bit more for everyone to do. I do feel like, right, couldn't we have done something where Charlotte's dress, like we're running with scissors. Couldn't Charlotte's dress have gotten cut by some scissors? It just felt like we <laughs> never landed anywhere in terms of anyone making any bad decisions other than Carrie. I loved this episode. I have no notes. 
And yet, I will say, out of 10, I give this episode a 10 out of 10. It's a Thank you. I'm like, if you give this it episode It is a classic, important episode of Sex and the City. Yes. It's just, it could have been much little... like my favorite episode, La Dolores Squeeze. The only thing I like about it is the Carrie storyline, mm -hmm. and I just forget everything else. The Carrie okay. stuff is good enough. It's a perfect... Um, Perfect episode for that. I just wish they'd given some better stuff there. So Got what it. would you give it? 10 out of 10 10 also? out of 10. 11 out of 10. I loved it. I laughed. I cringed. I couldn't look when Natasha fell, but I could hear it. And um, I love the sandwich. I love, you know, her Karen moment. I, I mean. Oh, so you're with Laverne Cox on that. I don't think it was a Karen moment, but I like to think I like that Laverne thinks that. And I everyone think go funny. and look up that clip of the view. <laughs> Cynthia Nixon. We'll post gagged. it. We'll post yeah. it. But yeah, All ten right. out of ten. Ten out of ten. Thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you'll join us next week for our recap of season three, episode twelve. Don't ask, don't tell. Oh. Don't know that we um. We don't need to uh, play fast and loose with that, but make sure you subscribe, rate, and review shortcomings wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us online. I'm at CLewis1219. Sam, where are you? I'm at Bravo Historian and I'm at Take Your Left on Twitter. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. A Huda Media Production.